Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, July 7, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 7, Working with Others, on page 89, the first paragraph, beginning with Practical Experience Shows. Today's readers are as follows. Reading the 12 Steps will be Sandy D. Reading the 12 Traditions will be Alice. And reading the text will be Rick B., Susie K., and Rachel N. M. The share ID for Sunday, July 6th is 6617. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sandy D. to read the OA 12 steps. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Sandy D. recovering compulsive overeating. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out, Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Sandy. We can't hear you, Rebecca. Thank you for reading. And Alice, I will now ask that you please read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Melanie. This is Alice, a compulsive overeater and bulimic from Florida. The 12 traditions are, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Alice. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book in Chapter 7, Working with Others, page 89, the first paragraph beginning with, 
Practical Experience Shows. I will now ask Rick B. to get us started. Good morning. Practical Experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. My name is Rick. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm in Massachusetts. And um, I'm looking at the wording of this paragraph, and um, it's interesting the way it's written. Um, Intensive work with other alcoholics, it works when other activities fail. So the the authors are talking about what's going to ensure our immunity from drinking. Um, It says, carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. It's It's talking about how we're going to protect our sobriety and protect our abstinence and protect our recovery. And it reminds me to go back to the doctor's opinion on Roman numeral 28 where they're talking about how how uh, an alcoholic could be helped, and it says, frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. The message which can interest and hold these alcoholic people must have depth and weight. So they're reminding us of what we did to get sober, what we did to recover, And it's also telling us that by sharing this message, that's what's going to also keep us sober. Um, It doesn't say that that's the only way that people can recover, but it reminds us of what we did. It reminds us of how we recovered. And they were suggesting at the time of the writing of this book you know, to grow the fellowship and to grow the numbers of people that are, are recovering through this process. And it still works today. When we when we keep in contact with other compulsive overeaters, other people that are recovering or other people that are recovered, that's going to to kinda keep our spiritual tank full and keep us on the beam. So I'll pass with that. Thanks. Thank you, Rick. Who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Larry. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Vision, for you. This is Sarah. Sarah, Sarah? I'm sorry. Larry spoke up right before you, so he's going to go, and then you. Thank you. Go ahead, Larry. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, hi, this is Larry, uh, recovered uh, compulsive video from Chicago. Thanks so much for your service. Um, so we're we're in the chapter of working with others, and so we've we've completed step eleven, and you know we're talking about step twelve, and you know when I work with others today, you know my life changes. 
and so it talks about um, immunity, and immunity is is you know is is one's ability to to resist. Um, it, it's a protection for me, a freedom, um, or or like a release, uh, you know, from this this obsession and. You know, and so I ca- it talks about carrying this message. So, what message are we we talking are we talking about here? And you know, the message that I carry today is a simple one. This message, you know, I, I've recovered, you know, from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and, and so can you. You know, and and it talks about you know, in in the doctor's opinion, once a psychic change has occurred. You know, the very same person finds uh, herself easily able to control her desire for for binge foods. You know, but but there's there's some things that are necessary in doing that. And so the message that I carry is um, is that uh, you know my conscious the, the developing conscious contact with my higher power. You know, came as the result of working these steps, and it happened for me over time. You know, um, my spiritual awakening, um, my my psychic change, you know, occurred over time, but it absolutely occurred by working these steps in the order in which they, you know, they're laid out here. And so, you know, that's the message I carry. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, you may have heard, you know, like, you know, going up uh, the down escalator you know, that I, I have to keep moving. And that's okay that I have to keep moving. You're going up a, an escalator, you know, you're going to, if you're, if I'm not working, which it's not difficult for me to work today uh, to help others and carry this message, but I'm going to, I'm going to find myself back down, you know, at the bottom there. And, um, but um, I don't need to carry fear about that. You know, I, uh, today, um, I don't feel that at all. You know, I have the opportunity today to carry this message. And, you know, what a great message it is because, you know, when we're when I'm working with, with someone else, um, it also talks about intense work with others. You know, I used to be, um, I just wasn't of the mindset to do any intense work. I was making calls perhaps to others um, really with, you know, just to cross the T, dot the I, you know, and, and today it's not like that. Today, when I work with others, every day I have an opportunity to uh, to to carry this message to other people. It's just this. It's very basic. This is this worked for me, and if it could work for me, it'll work for you. Um, so it's a it's a beautiful program, and and thank God for for Alcoholics Anonymous that uh, saved my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Larry. Sarah, now it's your turn. Oh. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Sarah W. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Iowa. Um, You know, on page 62, it tells me that selfishness and self-centeredness is the problem of, you know, is the root of my problem. Uh, You know, and I think that, um, you know, getting out of myself is um, one of the main reasons why this helps so much. It also reminds me of who I really am. You know, I have to keep seeing it. I have to keep seeing the fact that, you know, I am a real compulsive overeater. You know, that I haven't arrived, as Bill said in his story, that, you know, this is a cunning and baffling disease. And when I see people struggle that I that I am working with, it's it's a great reminder to me that, you know, this is a 
this is a very strong foe and that I need to keep keep on trudging the road, you know, keep on doing the, the work. And um, I, I really like the first sentence so much because it says, practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with others. And, you know, my belief is that we can do that on lots of levels. Um, you know, uh, here in, in Little Dinky, Southwest Iowa, although it's for a different program, I can go into a treatment center and, and tell my story. Um, you know, I can sit and, and work with somebody on the doctor's opinion and, and go through that and remind myself of where I've been. And I can, you know, it is a truly altruistic work that we do. I mean, it's, it's with no expectation of money or adulation. You know, it's one-on-one for the most part. Um, it's, it's truly sharing from our souls where we have been and how we have gotten to where we're at in becoming recovered. And, you know, what a gift it is to be able to share that and express those things to somebody, you know, expose our vulnerability and truly remember how dark it was before the dawn. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? This is Paula. May I share? <laughs> I heard Paula, and is it Janice? It is Rebecca. Thank you. Sure, Paula, and then Janice. Is there anyone else before we go on? Okay, go ahead, Paula. And thank you. Thank you for your service. You know, it starts here. I'm just going to go right to this line. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You know, to carry means to bear, to convey, to transport, to gain, to capture. All of that, yes, all in that one word. This message to other alcoholics, you can help when no one else can. Why is that? Because you've been there. You know what it's like. You know what a, where, where you were. You know, I keep thinking, when you speak to someone and you've lost a child perhaps, and you speak to people and they, oh, they're full of, you know, sympathy and comfort and, and guidance, and, and, but then talk to someone that lost a child also, something changes. You listen more closely. You can secure their confidence when others feel because you've been there. Now it says here, and I love this, remember, how do we forget? We do. We need reminders. This is where you were. This is where I was. And this is where I am today. Remember, they are very ill. This is an illness. Why the word very? Because it involves and it affects every part of you, your body, your mind, your spirit. All are come together here. But then it goes on and it damages others by our actions, our deeds, our addictions. But I want to go back to, and I'm just going to end here with Dr. Bob's nightmare. I had my nightmare. And now I live, as my, I say, my dream. I spend a great deal of time passing on what I learned to others who want and need it badly. He's very clear here. I do it for four reasons. A sense of duty. It is a pleasure. Because in so doing, I am paying my debt to the man who took time to pass it on to me. Because every time I do it, 
I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible slip. Well, those are fine words from Dr. Dr. Bob and wise ones indeed. Thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Janice? Yes, good morning to you, Rebecca, and good morning, Vision, for you. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Ooh, I love this chapter. Working, working means, uh, you know, there's got to be some action here. Yes, by the grace of God, I have, I am recovered, but guess what? It's not enough. It's not enough. It's, say, I received a gift from my higher power, and a gift is to be given away. I can't just hoard it for myself. Otherwise, it won't last. And then um, that's why I believe that I was given this gift so that I could share it and give it to someone else. Um, I can't carry a message if I don't have it. I can't carry bundles from the store if I don't have any bundles to carry. <laughs> There's no carry in there. But anyway, practical experience shows. What is it? My experience showed that nothing that I did for myself could produce recovery for me. So it, these these recovered alcoholics are talking from uh, what they, how they started and how they ended, how they received the spiritual awakening. And then nothing, zero, nothing means zero, will so much ensure, oh, I love that, it's going to be insured, that it's going to be guaranteed, that it's a promise, that immunity, you know, able, I'll be able to resist this disease if I give it away, intensive work. You know, the word immunity, immunizations, you know, we used to get immunized against polio and everything. Well, this is a prescription here. Nothing will ensure immunity from my picking up that bite as intensive work with other compulsive overeaters. You know, now this is that third part, you know, of keeping in fit spiritual condition, step 10, 11, and 12. That's the third part. We can't forget this. You know, it's a must that we carry. It's like a pool of water. You, you know, you get the water, you get the water, and then it becomes stagnant, and then it smells. There has to be a release for that water to grow so that some more can come in. And uh, that's what I love this paragraph. And with that, I will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Is there someone else who wanted to be there? Hi, Miriam. I heard Miriam and this someone. This is Sharon H. in Colorado. Leah. Okay. okay, wait one second, okay? I heard Miriam. I heard Sharon H. I heard Le- Leah. Leah. But I think there was someone Lauren at the same time. Lauren S. Yeah, thank you so much. Lauren S., were you at the same time as Miriam? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Who besides Miriam, Lauren S., Sharon H., and Leah? Um, Eileen. Eileen. Yes, thank you. And I think I heard some others. No? Oh, okay. Um, Miriam, Lauren S., Sharon H., Leah, and Eileen. Miriam, go right ahead. Thank you very much, Rebecca. This is Miriam speaking from Israel, a compulsive overeater living in the solution one day at a time. Well, in this chapter here, we're going to step 12, which is having had 
a spiritual awakening as a result of his death, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice the principles in our affairs. This is part of the program that after we went through the steps ourselves and we had a spiritual awakening as a result of them, one of the things that we need to keep doing for our own recovery is to give to others. And give to others means many, in many ways. It doesn't mean to sponsor others. It could be to go to a meeting and to share. It could be helping in, in different ways. Um, Miriam, I'm sorry. Miriam, excuse me. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but someone I think is unmuted. Could everyone mute except for Miriam, please? And we'll give you a chance to unmute your phone if you're supposed to speak soon. I'm sorry, Miriam. Go right ahead. That's fine. Not a problem. Um, I like this uh, paragraph that says, uh, carry this message to other alcoholics. To carry the message to other alcoholics it means to carry the message that was given to me so freely by my sponsor and, and all the instructions that are in this book. There's no opinion and there's no nothing that I have to say for my own self. Uh, everything is written here, and I love what my sponsor said right from the beginning. Uh, Miriam, I'm going to you know, do the best to you, to you to carry the message the way it was given to me. But the result is just between you and your higher power. So really, I, I always felt that she was working side by side with me, you know, with her patience and her love, to give every every little step of this to myself in, in, in the name of uh, higher power. So this is a wonderful program. And and to carry on, uh, you know, the steps 10, 11, and 12, it, it's a must really for us because it doesn't only keep us sober, but but it, it keeps us improving our relationship with God, which is, is what this program is all about. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Miriam. Lauren S. Yes. Hi, Lauren S. From Pittsburgh, a recovered compulsive eater. <sighs> practical experience. Hey, that's all we got. If I wanted an opinion from an addict or a compulsive overeater, hey, I don't need OA for that, you know? And we know, okay, practical experience. That has proven time and time again to be my experience that when I'm Filled up with self, filled up, self-pity, self-loathing, self, you know, you know, self, gosh, people can say you need self-esteem. I think sometimes that's just a, a subtle form of ego, you know, for me, I'm the kind of addict, I can twist that around and use it to build up my ego, that nothing for me has worked, no amount of self-care and self-esteem and self-satisfaction and and building up self has worked, unlike working with another crazy addict like me. And that was my experience yesterday, again, where... 
Oh, gosh. I was getting, I got into it. I, I'm a kind of, like, depressive addict, you know? I, I get so wrapped up in self that I start to think that nobody loves me and, you know, I'm going to be alone forever. And God intervened and injected into my selfish thinking. I thought, I'm going to call up this former addict. We went to a meeting. It was, we shared what was in our hearts. And then after, I talked to another fellow and was helping her with her fourth step. And I was walking through Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, feeling like I'm high. Like I'm so filled up with the spirit. You know, it's like, it's like that's the real promise I get. I want to be high from food. I want to be high from the spirit. And if I'm not getting the same effect from God that I got from ice cream, then I'm never going to stay sober. So thank God that the effects from God are way beyond that you could ever get from a drug in the form of sugar or any other kind of drug. I mean, I wish I could tell you differently, but that's my experience. Sure, immunity, like getting out of self with another addict. I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren S. Sharon H., you're next. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Sharon. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can, Sharon. Okay, thank you so much. And welcome to everyone out on the line. Um, I'm just going to zero in where it says, it works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. What a gift. (coughs) And I love the way they put the 12th suggestion, you know, these steps are suggestions, but they're voluntary musts. And each one of them continues to, by God's grace, change our heart and our mind that lack of power is our dilemma. We must accept and consent that. We must voluntarily, but must find a power greater than ourselves. And this change happens to us. I heard this yesterday on the meeting. This change happens to us, not by us. So here we arrive at the uh, 12th step now where we are by given this privilege to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters who are still suffering and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Um, that's part of the 12th step. means we have had a spiritual awakening as a result of working these steps. We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And each time we're given the privilege to work with another compulsive overeater, that's exactly what we do. We get this opportunity to practice these principles that we have been given and learned and went through and be able to be that step guide to this next person uh, coming along and be able to give them um, just using the book. I mean, that's the difference today. Just using the book and the directions in the book has helped me so much with being able to be a step guide to others and not have it last for three and four years before they even get through the process. So 
I am just so grateful um, for this program and that this um, method of doing the big book, really intensively studying and then following and doing the directions just like they're laid out in the book, give us this opportunity then, this privilege by God's grace to be able to share that with someone else. Um, you know, I heard so frequently in um, the other program I was in um, to be freely giving to someone else what has so freely, freely been given to us. And that is the privilege that we receive with the 12th step when we're working with others. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Sharon H. Leah. Thank you very much, Rebecca, for your service. I wanted to focus in on that statement, you can help when no one else can. Um, you know, the big book reminds us that we have recovered and have been given the power to help other people, to help others. So, you know, that is the role that he assigns for us. Those of us who have had a spiritual awakening, you know, are now charged with this responsibility. And this responsibility is to carry this message, not my personal message, not any personal opinion or philosophy, but to carry this specific message to other compulsive overeaters. And why is that? Well, you know, as mentioned before, we're people uh, who can carry a message of depth and weight. You know, I know how you feel to those out there who are still suffering because I felt like that too. I also lived in that madness and mayhem. <laughs> I also uh, lived in that existence uh, that was miserable and, and painful and full of suffering. I felt like that too, and this is what I found. You know, so we come, we're properly armed with facts about ourselves, and with that um, experience that we've had, we can win the entire confidence of other compulsive overeaters. There are experts out there in their fields. There are doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists, and we don't look down upon them or minimize their impact, but they have a different uh, purpose. You know, they have a different focus than I have. I lived in the trenches of active compulsively overeating, you know, and as a result of these steps, I no longer live that way. I have been freed, and so now I have a responsibility you know, I am the agent. God uses recovered people. I am necessary. I'm not sufficient to make that personality change for somebody else. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sufficient to do that, but I am necessary. I, I can help to uh, be a catalyst to someone who has a desire to stop compulsively overeating. You know, and if I've not touched lives in any way, then I feel like I've failed. I, but it's not uh, an interest in power or personal recognition or personal success. We just have an interest in being utilized. You know, God gives us a role. You know, so it's not a question of compulsive overeaters giving me anything. My stability and my responsibility comes out of trying to give to others in the communication, not out of demanding that I receive anything. You know, and it is 
a great joy to have this responsibility. You know, those first uh, 11 steps that I took and continue to take in 10 and 11 have brought amazing, amazing change in my life, obviously, a spiritual awakening that continues to evolve and develop over time. But when I look back over the 27 years of working with other people, I know I have grown far more from carrying this message and working with other compulsive overeaters than I grew from those initial steps. Because the more I give what I've been given, the more I am blessed by God growing in my life. And that is what the steps do. There's a natural progression of turning us inside out from a habit of uh, self-centered existence to a life-giving desire for service for other people. You know, and we begin to have this true compassion for the suffering of others. And we become a source of, of solace and service to the community. That's the job that God assigns us. We have recovered and have been given the power to help others. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. Eileen. Hi, this is Eileen, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Ohio. Can you hear me? Yes, Eileen, we can hear you. Okay. Thank you. Um, Gosh, listening to um, all of the shares that went before me, I'm not sure that I have anything new to contribute at this moment. Um, It it feels like everything that um, was stirred up in my heart and mind has been shared. Um, But one small thing that I'll add is um, until I started doing this work with A Vision for You and, and, and the big book in such an intensive way, and had this transformation occurring in my life, which is ongoing. Um, It's an ongoing and everyday work and experience. I I had been in OA for many years, and I struggled. I struggled as a sponsor. I struggled mostly as a sponsor. I felt like I did service in, in other ways, but now it's like I'm eager to share, and I have a way I, I know how how to guide and, and it's and it's not just that, it's like I want to and um and it's it's such a beautiful gift and a beautiful way of life and, and the the instructions are right there in the in the big book and it's um it's 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 just a lovely feeling to know that my higher power now has given me a way and I am confident about going out into the world and sharing this message more directly. So I will pass, and thank you for listening. Thank you, Eileen. Why don't we move on to the next paragraph? Susie Kay, could you read that? Hi, this is Susie, a recovered compulsive reader from Maine. Life will take on new meaning. Watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is a bright spot of our lives. And this paragraph is really sharing with us what the promises are of the 12th step in doing that work. Um, um, And I would have to say, 
um, you know, that my work in the program is really the bread and butter of my life, to use the term. Um, it, um, you know, life has has really taken on new meaning for me through um, through my um, journey in recovery, and through now, you know, um, being able to help others. Um, and I didn't. It, it just happened, sort of, over time, and I am naturally drawn to it in a way that I would not have expected um, um, before when I was um, still in my binge foods. Um, and, um, you know, my first um, sponsor from the Vision for You said um, at the outset of our working together that, um, that my working with others at the time, you know, when it became appropriate was not an option. Um, as it you know, as it really talks about in the first paragraph, this is it's not optional to do this intensive work. It's it's what we do to stay recovered, and I'm so glad um, that that ethic was instilled in me, um, and that you know that suggestion from the big book was underscored. Um, um, and so I really feel like these self that promises are coming true for me. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Susie Kay. Who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Kim. I heard Kim. Is there anyone else? Minky. Minky. Anyone Sally. else? Sally. I heard Sally. Was there someone besides Sally? Okay. Kim, then Minky, then Sally. Go ahead, Kim. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, all. My name is Kim Jay, and I'm a recovered compulsive narrator from South Jersey. Life will take on new meaning. New. I mean, we've been transformed. We've had a, a spiritual experience sufficient to bring about recovery. You know, I have to tell you, if you had told me 15 years ago, even in Overeaters Anonymous, that the highlight of my day would be getting up early for work so that I can be on a phone meeting. If you had told me that um, you know, I would be spending an hour and a half every night on the phone working with others. If you had told me that on 4th of July that it really is a holiday about freedom versus what's going to be on the grill, I wouldn't have believed you. This, this is new meaning. You know, it was one, an amazing, incredible experience to walk through these pages and have a spiritual experience and have that obsession removed. Let me tell you, it, has, it is nothing compared to watching other people walk through this process. This book comes alive every time I go through it, every time I bring someone through it, every time I see someone's eyes start to flicker that there's hope. When they think they no longer have to be recovering and having temporary respites in Overeaters Anonymous, and they recognize that you can get recovered, that you can be free from the obsession. That yes, every day I will be a compulsive overeater, but I no longer need to suffer from compulsive overeating. One memory that really hits me is one girl I was working with and we finished the fifth step and it was the first time I heard her laugh. Let me tell you that was the most glorious sound to hear this woman giggle because life had been so heavy and as she was walking through these steps, she was becoming light. This is not about tweaking. This is not about... <laughs> Excuse me. Just 
you know, going into a room of Overeaters Anonymous for an hour and the rest of the day being crap. We can transform our lives and we can help transform others. You know, I love the line on page, I think it's 132, it says, we have recovered and we've been given the power to help others. We are now entrenched with this power of God and if we empty ourselves continually through working these steps, God's power is going to come through us and we are going to be able to help others. You know, I had jokes, and I, I love this, I, on Memorial Day weekend, which I have to tell you, being a Jersey girl, always been going down the Jersey shore, walking on the boardwalk, waffle fries, taffy, fudge, and drinking until 6 o'clock in the morning. That was a great Memorial Day weekend. And this past Memorial Day weekend, this Irish Catholic schoolgirl and another African-American agnostic fellow drove over two hours to Muncie, New York, to an Orthodox Jewish community and had a five-hour workshop on the 12 steps. I have never had a more wonderful Memorial Day weekend. This life that you have, and I just want to end with this, this is an experience. You must not miss it. This is available to everybody. Every single person on this line can have that same experience. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Minky. Good morning, Rebecca. It's Minky, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. So glad to be here. Um, So this paragraph, when I started working the step, made me so excited because I knew that if I walked through the steps, this is going to be real for me, that life will take on new meanings, that I'm going to watch people recover, and that means that I will be able to recover, to see them help others, that means I'm going to be able to watch myself help others. That my loneliness is going to disappear and I'm going to see a fellowship and have a host of friends. I didn't want to miss out on this experience. So this was like a hope. This was like a shining light for me when I started working these steps. And um, so this is just like a promise. And it has taken true. It has become true for me and it has come true for me it can come true for anybody that's on the line because I was hopeless. I never thought that I can ever go through these steps. I thought that I have done everything in the world, you know, gone to all corners of the world to get healing and help and whatnot so that I can get out of my insane brain. And nothing has helped so much as the 12 steps. And this promise has come true for me, and it can come true for you and for everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Minky. Sally. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, a vision for you. Sally, recovered compulsive overeater in South Jersey. So I I love this paragraph. It's um, talking to us about the importance of us getting out of ourselves and going forth and working with other people, where it says your life will take on new meaning, to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. It's so it's precious that they are, in my mind, I feel like they're trying to convince me, go on, go on. You know, now it's time for you to start working with other people. And, and this is some of the great things that are going to happen because you do that. And it's not enough for us to know um, in the big book, it tells us that uh, it also indicated that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, was vital to permanent recovery on the top of XVII. So I know that 
I have to work with other people. I know that it's vital to permanent recover from me, recovery for me to work with other people. But I'm, I was very hesitant to start working with other people. And, and it's interesting that on the opposite side of the page, it tells us we alcoholics are undisciplined. So we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. And I think that they put that little thing there, those, that little sentence there, for people like me who are really undisciplined, and I like to think of it this way, I had a broken follow-through button. And that's what really gave pause to me working with others, my broken follow-through button. Because if I said I was going to work with you, what if I didn't finish? What if I didn't keep going? What if I didn't get the job done? I was so worried that that I was going to fail. I was going to fail you, that I would pause and not want to get started because I might not finish because I have always been so undisciplined, especially when it came to the food. I had discipline with other things, but I had no discipline when it came to food and exercise. And, And here I'm being... You know, trying, they're trying to sort of convince me, listen, you don't want to miss this. This is a great thing here to give it away now that you've got something that's fabulous in your life. You don't want to miss this. And what would have stopped me from missing it was my undisciplined nature, my broken follow-through button. And so as I read these lines, I want to assure you that I grew into the shoes of a sponsor. I didn't start out a sponsor, and I continue to grow into the shoes of being a sponsor. They don't use that word sponsor, but having protégés. And it is a phenomenal gift. It's a, mm-hmm. it's enriching in my life. And um, so with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me mm-hmm. share. Thank you, Sally. Did anyone else want to share in this paragraph? Rabia? Hi, Rabia. Go ahead. Oh, good morning, everybody. This is Rabia, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from New York, and I I love everyone sharing today. Thank you. And I have a copy of the original manuscript from 1938 before it was edited one more time before publishing, and and it says the, the last sentence of the last paragraph, it says, remember they are fatally ill, and that just it that just touches my heart so deeply because yes i I was fatally ill also um as are we all who were real compulsive overeaters and and then here uh must you know yet another must you must not miss, and we know that you will not want to miss it and um i w- I was remembering as I got to the uh 10th, 11th, and 12th step uh, with my guide. You know, I've shared before, at that time I felt like I had whiplash because we went so quickly from step 6 and 9 and then 10, 11, and 12. And, um, you know, and and she told me I am absolutely, you know, ready to, to be a guide. And um and and I was scared you know I I just um didn't for all the reasons you know um so 
an interesting thing happened, you know, very shortly thereafter that, maybe a day or two, and, 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 I, and I had been feeling such freedom. I had been feeling the freedom of the 10th step, and I had ceased fighting everyone and everything. I had a neutrality with food. And all of a sudden, I was feeling so restless, irritable, and discontent again. I just was so uncomfortable with myself. And and I got to see that, whereas my selfishness and self-centeredness had been healed and I wanted to do service for others, um, that I was so uncomfortable sitting with all this information that had been so freely given to me, sitting with this recovery that I had in the big book and not giving it away. I couldn't bear it anymore. I just couldn't. I, ha- I had to. You know, I just had to. The power of this recovery and a vision for you in this big book. Um, just, I, I said a prayer then, okay, God, the next person you put before me, I, I am ready to do this and just do it as was done for me, page by page through the big book, sharing what was shared with me. And, um, and, and it, it happened organically as the power of this recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rabia. This is Rebecca, and I'd like to share. You know, I didn't think I was ready to sponsor when I started sponsoring, and I probably bumbled my way for a while. But I can tell you today that it's through sponsorship and doing service, carrying this message, not just sponsorship, but showing up at meetings and, um, you know, volunteering on the line and uh, speaking and setting up chairs and, you know, agreeing to, you know, offering to talk to the newcomer after the meeting. All those things have um, given me the recovery that I have now. I, I wasn't, I didn't feel recovered when I was told I was recovered. It was by doing this work that, I really came into my own and into the light, um, and God did for me what I didn't think I could do for myself. I couldn't do it for myself. I just showed up and did what I was told, and uh, the rest was magic, is magic, and it's magic every day. It's God's magic, and um, I'm just the instrument, you know, so for those of you who are fearful of taking this leap of faith, um, I, for one, can tell you it's so awesome. It's so fantastic, and it's all these promises that they're saying in this paragraph. Um, I feel like my life has purpose now, and it didn't before. I was a sorry sot before, and, um, you know, I thought I just wanted to get thin and I never even thought that could happen and lo and behold my life has so much more purpose than my weight and I'm so grateful to all of you for bringing this gift to me and for allowing me to give back and with that I will pass and let's see our time it is time to close Wow. Um, Thank you to everyone who has shared. 
We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Rachel N.M. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, good morning. This is Rachel. I'm a thankful, recovered, compulsive overeater and anorexic. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We will be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you have trudged the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.